When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. More i39supply.com. If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All righty, five minutes after five on a finally Friday morning. It's the fifth day of June, so glad you're along with us. Boy, we have got a jam-packed show for you today. A couple weeks ago, Governor Tony Evers announced that he was earmarking $50 million in federal coronavirus assistance for Wisconsin farmers. How is that money going to be distributed? Now we're getting a few more details. Randy Romanski, our Ag Secretary-designee, is our guest before 6. Just know, application period is going to open on June 15th, and all of it's going to be done online. We'll tell you more after 5.30. And the big one yesterday, World Dairy Expo announced they're canceling the 2020 show. I don't think it really surprised a lot of people because it's such an international show but uh, we'll be bringing you details on that as well. Boy, it looks like the weather is going to be very nice. Today we're going to hit 84, maybe a chance of a morning shower or thunderstorm. So if you've got hay down, that is not what you want to hear. Tonight we'll drop down to 60 degrees. Then tomorrow, sunshine and 78. Sunday, sunshine and 79. Monday, sunshine and back up to 87 degrees. Stumuck's got our egg weather in about 15 minutes. Recently, I moved to Wisconsin, and I decided that it was time to change up my insurance. And after a bit of searching, it was pretty obvious that I needed to go with Rural Mutual Insurance. This is Josh Gramlin from the Midwest Farm Report. Not only did I want a great rate and even better coverage, but I wanted a Wisconsin-based insurance company that protects and supports our Wisconsin farmers and agribusiness community. To find out what Rural Mutual can do for you, do what I did and go to RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Farmers are putting in a lot of inputs right now. It is planting season. And as dairy farmers know, those inputs never quite go away. They're constantly out there feeding those livestock, making sure that they're cared for. And so it's nice to know when we can have a hard set numbers of what we're going to get for relief, especially when it comes to coronavirus funding. This is Caitlin Riley on the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse. And Pam, you had the chance to sit down and break down some of those numbers and figures to give farmers and understanding of what they can anticipate for this year. Yeah, you bet, Caitlin. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Let's face it, right now, after the last milk check that our dairy farmers picked up, they are in dire need of an immediate cash influx just to get bills paid, just to make sure they can put food on their families' tables. Dr. Mark Stevenson with the Center for Dairy Profitability has been monitoring the Corona Farm Assistance Program, CFAP for short. He has specifically homeowned in on what dairy farmers can expect from that program. And let's not forget, it's not just about the milk you produced. It is also about maybe cull cows that you marketed or baby calves that were sold during the COVID-19 uh, terrible situation we've witnessed over the past two months time. So I asked him to go through the details and explain exactly what our Wisconsin dairy farms going to get out of CFAP. There are two pieces of payments. One is the first quarter payment, the other is the second quarter payment. First quarter payment is exactly $4.71 per hundredweight. Second quarter is $1.47. Now you only get paid 80% of that in this first check. If there's money left over, they will try to give you as much of 
uh, that toward 100% as they can, but they can't overspend what uh, Congress has allowed them either. So that's what you have. But there is a little bit of a, um, uh, an adjustment that they have in milk production. So essentially, this is what you get to do. Take your January, your February, and your March milk production, and the 100 weights of milk that you produced in that month, just multiply it by $6.20, and then multiply that by 80%. Okay, and that will be what you get paid. Now, we were talking, that is purely on the milk produced, but dairies are a little bit more complicated in that there's other products that qualify for additional monies under CFAP. There are, um, and one of them comes in the form of livestock. Now, it does explicitly say in the rules for CFAP that animals intended for dairy um, are ineligible for payments, but uh, animals that are going to the beef market are eligible. So the cull cows that you have are going to be eligible, and you can count those on the um, calculator sheet that they have as mature dairy cattle, or as not dairy cattle, just mature cattle in the livestock. And um, you account for the number of animals that you sold in that quarter from January 15th through April 15th. And then there's also another box that says, and what was your highest inventory level during that time period? Well, we don't have an inventory of cull cows because usually they aren't cull cows till we take them. But what you're probably going to do is to do, this is at least what I've been telling people, on the day you filled up the trailer and, and were taking a load of cull cows, take the day that you took the most animals. And if you had a 200 cow farm, maybe you loaded five animals up for cull one day. That's your biggest inventory on that day. So you had five animals that were going for cull cows um, as an inventory. But maybe you actually sold 15 culled animals over that time period. So... Um, 15 cows um, were the number of sales, and five would be the inventory. Same thing with uh, the calves, correct? If we were selling bull calves or even heifer calves, for that matter, they turn into beef calves in this transition, correct? That's correct. If you have those animals that you were selling for beef, you know, at three days or whatever you were taking them in, then uh, you identify those as um uh, livestock that's young, that's uh, under 600 pounds. And those are accounted for in the same kind of way. So how many did you actually sell over that time period? And what was the day you took the largest number of them as your inventory? We are so blurry eyed right now with all the programs and all the acronyms. And that's on the federal scene, not knowing what the 50 million on state aid is going to look like. I'm getting a little fuzzy on how I do what I do and what I have to have. How does this one strike you as far as ease of uh, operation for our farmers? Well, I think it's a bit more complicated than we had with the market facilitation payments. Um, and it's a lot less complicated than, you know, something like uh, livestock gross margin for dairy. <laughs> so, you know, the, basically the idea here was that Congress identified a bunch of money and they want to get it into the hands of dairy producers or of, of agriculture growers and producers as fast as they can. Um, USDA has been working diligently to earnestly trying to put together a fair and comprehensive program to cover everything from kumquats to, you know, pigs. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. So I give them lots of credit. There are going to be some unanswered questions along the way, places where we have to get clarification. 
Um, but I think they did a tremendous job to get it out this quickly, and they want to get checks in your hands as quickly as possible. Dr. Mark Stevenson, along with us from the Center for Dairy Profitability. Remember, the CFAP monies are actually going to be uh, implemented through your county farm service agency offices. Uh, The spreadsheet and some of the uh, calculators that you might be looking for are available at farmers.gov backslash CFAP. And you can actually go through and just kind of click through on some things. And as I understand it, it will populate your application as you answer those questions. So again, as Mark said, trying to help you get to the money as quickly as we can. Can. Do you have any concerns, Mark, that they're going to run out of money before we get everybody covered in Wisconsin? No, I don't. Um, at least not at this first uh, big payment, the 80 percent that it's supposed to try to cover. When they're done with that, then they're going to take a look and see, well, how much is left over? And, you know, can we afford to go back and pay out a little bit more to the programs later on? Perhaps they will. But I think that, you know, there'll be the full payments. I don't think we have to rush in to assure ourselves of, of getting in on the payment. This is a little bit different than something like a dairy margin coverage program. That has a bottomless line on it, you know. I mean, they'll pay out as much as they have to under that program. This program did come with a fixed dollar amount on there, that $16 billion. But um, they've tried to be careful in calculating this to pay only 80% out um, and have a second opportunity to kind of Mark, one big item that we've been hearing a lot about are checks that dairies are receiving with a line item, basically a COVID expense line, and the numbers are big. Can you tell me what you've learned about that line item and uh, what it means and is telling our dairy producers? Well, sure, I'd be happy to try. Uh, Most of the uh, milk checks that people have been getting are to say the least, or that they've received for their April milk, are to say the least disappointing. Um, you know, they're pretty low. Um, and a number of the uh, the handlers had payments on there that explicitly identified something like a COVID um, a cost on the milk check that they, they put in a line. And part of the reason for doing that was to recognize just how unusual and different this particular month of April when we were trying to handle the milk really was. So we had a lot of milk, some milk that was dumped. We had a lot of milk that was sold as what we call distressed milk, which means that it was being sold to somebody who would take it, but not at, uh, you know, full federal order prices. It was being sold at a big discount. And uh, that money got blended back to everybody else. Now, the good news is that wasn't sold at zero dollars, you know, like we are dumping milk. This was sold at some value, but it was quite a bit below market value. By the time they blended all of those discounted sales and everything else across the region or the area or the handler, um, you had something that's identified as like a, a COVID cost or deduction on your milk check. Is that real money then, Mark? That's real money that was deducted from my milk check? Or is that basically an accounting Uh, that I can use for tax purposes or what have you, proof on my dairy policies uh, in the future? Well, there's going, yeah, I mean, (laughs) it was real money that didn't get paid, especially if you're comparing that to what the federal regulated minimum price was going to be. This was a deduction on your milk check. Um, But, you know, the, the truth of the matter is it was just a plain low milk price out here. But But people should, I think, take a look at this and realize that 
it was being identified as a separate and single line on there because they did want to highlight how unusual this really is. A lot of times we will have a little bit of dumped milk that happens in the marketplace because you got a hot load of milk or, you know, just some, some reason or truck overturned or something. Um, that milk was dumped too. But um, that all got blended back in and uh, we don't really see too much of it. But the loss is usually just a deduction out of the premiums on a milk check. This was too big to take out of the premiums. So they put a specific line in there. And I think it does emphasize the fact that this is more like a one-time deal, not something that's going to be happening month after month. Dr. Mark Stevenson with the Center for Dairy Profitability. Now, if you want to find out more about the Coronavirus Farm Assistance Program, or CFAP, you can go to farmers.gov. And, of course, Dr. Stevenson's got his own website giving you direction on the markets, dairymarkets.org. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Whether it was Joe DiMaggio or Jackie Robinson. Rosa Parks or Sally Ride. Bogart or Brando. You're just the right age to do something important that you can be remembered for. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Today, people of all ages and even with health conditions can sign up to donate the gift of life. And it's so important. Every age, every ethnicity is needed. If we all signed up, imagine the lives we could save. The families we could help. So whether you admire John Wayne or James Dean, Robert Redford or Roberto Clemente, Elvis Presley or Ella Fitzgerald, do something important that could make a real difference and change lives. Get the facts today and register to become an organ donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the mortgage man. Interest rates have recently dropped. Now's a great time to take a look at refinancing to see how much we can lower your payment. We're routinely saving our clients hundreds of dollars a month. Contact Educated Mortgage today and let's get the conversation started. And MLS number 222652. While being prepared is on the top of your priority list, add Englewood grass-fed beef as a key solution to your family's food supply. Englewood offers a broad range of options to deliver antibiotic and hormone-free beef from our farm to your table. Visit englewoodgrassfarm.com and click on the order page. Soon, you'll be stocked up on heart-healthy grass-fed beef. Englewood grass-fed beef, farming to promote the health of our animals and our family of customers. Farm goddess, agricultural princess, queen of all that moves. Nah, let's stick with farm babe. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All right, some of you folks out there this morning might have rainfall reports coming my way. It sounds and looks like we've got some rain already in western Wisconsin, and it could be making its way across the state. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype to give us the latest. And it's not just sprinkles you're telling me, huh? 
No, it, it has in western parts of Wisconsin really opened up in a hurry. Oh, nothing drastic, but let's tell you, Eau Claire, 52 hundredths of an inch. La Crosse in the last hour, 56 hundredths of an inch. But the rain is ending at La Crosse. The band extending from the southwest to northeast uh, is just east of La Crosse, extending down the Mississippi, kind of toward Prairie du Chien, but has already pulled into Wisconsin, extends up into the northeast of the state. Uh, that means Boston has rain, as they do in Wausau, and they're starting to see it in Shano and up into Anago, and it's all going to push fairly swiftly east and a little southeast. So Madison and Oshkosh and Fond du Lac and Beaver Dam expect some rain in the next hour or so. I don't know that we're all going to get a half inch. It could be even less in some areas. There is a what I'd call a dry break from southwest Wisconsin. They may be closer to the Madison area. They may not see as much rain in the south. We'll have to watch this one, but it's moving through very quickly. Low pressures in Canada, and there is a cool front sweeping right on through the state that's going to pull that rain through. It happens quickly this morning, and then we dry it out. Sunshine returns. Still kind of a warm day, not as warm as we've been so far this week, but still Still above normal, cooling and looking for sunshine all weekend. Temperatures, in fact, only a few degrees above the normals. The normals in the mid and upper 70s, so it sounds a bit more cool and comfortable then indeed. Now I expect the next low pressure system starting to edge in out of the west is going to start meeting rain chances for us. Developing Tuesday, more likely I'd say later in the day Tuesday and into Tuesday night. And before that happens, it really warms up as we start that Monday work week with a much warmer day. I'll have the forecast after this. Recently, I moved to Wisconsin, and I decided that it was time to change up my insurance. And after a bit of searching, it was pretty obvious that I needed to go with Rural Mutual Insurance. This is Josh Gramlin from the Midwest Farm Report. Not only did I want a great rate and even better coverage, but I wanted a Wisconsin-based insurance company that protects and supports our Wisconsin farmers and agribusiness community. To find out what Rural Mutual can do for you, do what I did and go to RuralMutual.com. Compeer Financial has always been there for our clients and communities in any situation, and our support continues today. Whether it's providing financial services to our local farmers or responding to the funding needs of our community partners, we're here to help. To learn more, give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compeer.com today. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. 523 now on a Friday morning. Go ahead, Stu. Tell us more about what we can enjoy this weekend. Well, let's look for that, huh? But we have to talk about some rain this morning. Of course, we've had it in the West. Rain has ended now in western Wisconsin. It will end very shortly, maybe some sprinkles. Uh, The rest of us have some rain on the way, a couple of tenths of an inch, maybe a half inch, just that fast. And then we'll start to clear it out again later today. Still ending up in the 80s, low and even mid-80s, with the south winds becoming northwest about 5 to 10. We clear it out overnight. And it gets a bit more comfortable. Upper 50s. Northwest winds only 5 to 10. Sunny on Saturday. Oh, mid and upper 70s. North winds about 5. Mostly sunny Sunday. Upper 70s. Maybe an 80 at La Crosse with an east wind about 5 to 10. I talked about Monday, Pam. Sunny and nice. Yeah, we're going to make some hay this weekend. Mid and upper 80s come Monday with that sunshine. Do we have more rain next week? And then developing rain showers later on Tuesday, Tuesday night into Wednesday. I expect some moisture. All right. Sounds good. Have a great weekend. Enjoy this, Stu.
I'm going to do my best. You too. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist, with a check-in on what's happening in weather. Around the state, like you said, lacrosse, you've already seen your rain, and you're sitting at 68 degrees. Mawston getting rain now, 70 degrees. Fond Lac, clear in 64. Beaver Dam's got some cl- uh, s- clouds, and they're at 64. Madison at the airport currently, clear and 70 degrees. Yeah, we're going to enjoy the weekend. We got all the crops planted up at uh, the farmstead. So <laughs> breathing a sigh of relief, as I'm sure many folks are, with uh, regards to this weather. Coming up after 5.30, more details on the state aid headed to Wisconsin Farms. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Dane County is bouncing back, and here's one good way you can help make our local economy stronger than ever. Shop local. It's easy to do, and it makes a big difference. This is Tom Walker, president of Midwest Family Madison. Did you know that for every dollar spent locally, two-thirds stays in our community? So whether you're in need of a little retail therapy, dining out at any of our fabulous local restaurants, or buying a new car from the dealer down the street, you're helping to make Dane County strong. We are fortunate to have a great variety of businesses right here in Madison and throughout southern Wisconsin. Head to MidwestFamilyMadison.com and click on the Now Open tab to find a directory of local businesses and service providers and see how they are operating as they bounce back. You can also add your business to the list. Click on Now Open at MidwestFamilyMadison.com and leave us a message. Right about now, you're probably saying, lazy boy, they just have recliners. It's okay. Everybody says that at first. Well, don't let this get around. Lazy boy has more than recliners. Hmm, I don't know if I should say this out loud. Lazy boy has more than recliners. But it's as if there's an inner voice telling me that I should share this important information with you. Yes, that's me. Lazy boy just isn't recliners. Well, against my better judgment. Are you kidding me right now? Lazy boy has more than recliners. Finally! Dining room, bedroom, entertainment centers, tons of accessories, and when you shop at Lazy Boy, professional interior design is free. Oh, did I say that out loud? Totally. Redo one room or redo the whole home, you can get it all at Lazy Boy. Like I always say, Lazy Boy has more than just recliners. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor. Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Air conditioner overheated? Whether it's a quick fix or time for something new, you need a dealer who knows what it takes to keep things cool. And a Bryant dealer does whatever it takes. It takes attention to detail, the right tools, and friendly, knowledgeable service. Bottom line, it takes a Bryant dealer to keep your family cool. Call your Bryant factory-authorized dealer, OK Heating and Air Conditioning in Verona, or Cardinal Heating and Air Conditioning in Sun Prairie. Bryant. Whatever it takes. Saying a big black bear bought a big beef burger ten times fast could build an appetite. When it does, step into the Black Bear Inn in Cottage Grove for the Saturday Prime Rib Special, 5 to 10 p.m. Family, fun, and prime rib at the Black Bear Inn in Cottage Grove. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. Freedom from fees means more to spend on what matters most. Our fee-free e-checking lets you easily manage your money. Our online and mobile banking with bill pay and person-to-person payments are all free. Freedom is found in the money you keep. Learn more at SettlersWI.com slash OpenMyAccount. 
Settlers Bank. Timely decisions, lenders you know. Member FDIC Equal Opportunity Lender. Attorney John Rihala with Clifford and Rihala. At Clifford and Rihala, we help bicycle riders after crashes with cars or trucks. Often, a careless driver won't see a bike or might open a car door directly into the bike's path, causing severe injuries. Our experienced attorneys know firsthand the risks you face when you take your bicycle out on the road. That's why Clifford and Rihala has partnered with Free Bikes for Kids to give helmets and safe, reliable bicycles to thousands of youth who otherwise wouldn't have access to them. Clifford and Rihala is proud to support this important work to help our kids stay safe. And we'll keep fighting to make biking safer for everyone. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Everyone has a bucket list. I just changed mine. When the time comes, I just want to be at home in my own PJs, not in a gown that lets in the breeze. I want my family there and people who care how I live, not just how long. Care on my terms. A Grace gave my dad that kind of care, and now I know when I need it. A Grace will help. A Grace Hospice and Palliative Care. Just call. A Grace will help. Jewelry is always the perfect gift for that special someone. You want to go to Goodman's Jewelers, where they have the experience and patience to work with you to find that perfect diamond. Pendant necklace, diamond earrings, engagement ring. It'll be a one of a kind and all yours at Goodman's Jewelers, a couple blocks from the Capitol on State Street. The NFL is not going to have, you know, joint practices. Does it matter that, because I remember Aaron Rodgers and some other players not liking the fact that they had to play against another team in training camp. Does it matter to anyone that the Browns aren't coming to play with the Packers? Well, I'll just say this, Evil. The majority of people I talked to last year after those practices really liked them. Um, Rodgers clearly didn't, and, you know, he, he certainly got the most headlines and, and the most words were written about the fact that, you know, he, he was kind of a malcontent about that situation. Um, I, I think there's a ton of positives to that, seeing other opponents. He, he obviously he didn't like the fact that he just didn't think they were making quite enough progress with a first-year coach in, in terms of what they were and weren't getting accomplished on the practice field. Some of it was dumbed down versus versus that opponent, and they were losing some practice time, he thought, from from that perspective. But, but Ebo, I, just, I, I think there's real benefits to – to seeing other people. Is, is it going to hurt them in the long run? No. I mean, they they had 15 years roughly. I think the Bills in, I think it was like 05 had been the last team to uh, to scrimmage Green Bay. They'd come to Green Bay that summer. I think it was late Sherman or early McCarthy. It might have been late Sherman. Um, it was it was the last time they saw another live opponent. But, no, obviously with, you know, with COVID and the pandemic, they're going to limit travel as much as possible. They're going to limit exposure for as long as possible to the other teams and other people. Um, that, believe me, Evo, they're going to have so much to work on and so much to get caught up on after having this virtual spring here mm-hmm. that, um, you know, it, it, it's not going to hurt them whatsoever. I think they're all going to be in chase mode, um, trying to get caught up on a, a lot of the stuff they would instill live and you know so to speak with their hands on the players um in, in a practice setting versus just through their computers um there's no question every team in the league is going to be behind from a physicality standpoint from 
from where they are typically when they show up in in late July and and, and practice and scrimmage through the course of the summer. But uh, you know, I it just just from a fan's perspective, Evo, and you know, selfishly from from the perspective of a, re, a reporter, <laughs> I love to see those live scrimmages. I, I love to see them go head to head with another team. I, I do think there's some some real positives and upside that that can be achieved there. But uh, but I get what they're doing there. It, it totally makes sense from a you know, limit the exposure to other people's standpoint. Yeah, so moving forward, Robbie, when you talk about, you know, them getting set kind of a little bit behind with these virtual workouts and whatnot, what wide receiver, I saw this, that Aaron Rodgers was excited about uh, Equiminia St. Brown getting, you know, returning from his back injury. What wide receiver, in your humble opinion, do you think could potentially surprise us moving forward for the season? Yeah, I wrote that about a week ago too myself, Evo. I mean, he would be, and he's the guy I kind of targeted as, as you went position by position and kind of looked where the, I did a roster breakdown and I kind of outlined exactly what the big questions were, big things you might might expect to see at, at each various position. And, and St. Brown was the guy I, I certainly targeted too with the wide receiver group. And Evo, as much as anything with that, He's just kind of, to me, the, the one guy who's still a little bit of an unknown and, and has a lot of upside. We, we just haven't seen as much of him because he spent all last year on IR with that ankle injury. I mean, we, we know Valdez Scantling can run, right? But, but he doesn't know the route tree. We know, we know guys like Funchess and Lazard don't have great speed, but they're okay possession receivers, right? We know Kumaro's pretty average by now. We, we know a lot about these other guys. Um, we know Adams is a pro bowler. Yeah. We don't quite yet know everything there is to know about St. Brown. I think he had about 21 catches, 300-some-odd yards his, his rookie season. He came on a little bit. I think he had about two-thirds of those catches, Evo, in the second half of 18. Um, the, the, the concerning thing to me, Evo, is he suffered that ankle injury last year. I think it was the Raiders preseason game, which, which was preseason game three, I want to say. And, Evo, it was probably about a two-month injury. Um, and they, but they designated him for season-long injured, injured reserve immediately. They put him on the end-of-the-year IR already in August. And you saw with guys like Sternberger and Raven Green and, and people like that, you know, you're allowed to bring a few guys back through the course of the year. They would sit out eight weeks, and then you've got the option to bring them back at some point in time. They didn't even give themselves the option with that, you know, with, with St. Brown. They put him on – they ended his year for him immediately and I you know that that would be the one question you know why did they do that because they probably could have brought him back in November or December um maybe it was just because all those guys you know were, were kind of in a in a cluster together it's Wisconsin's most complete farm show this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, we're starting to get more details now on that $50 million in direct aid going to Wisconsin farms. Governor Tony Evers made the announcement that he was earmarking about $50 million in federal assistance through the CARES Act for the state. And it's going out to all Wisconsin farms, regardless of what you produce. We're talking about it with uh, Wisconsin Ag Secretary-designee Randy Romanski. He's our guest before 6 o'clock. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday, the 5th of June. On this day, back in 1981, the first cases of AIDS were reported. Now, uh, they didn't know what it was, really, at the beginning, but in 2000, more than 40 million people worldwide were affected by it. 
but the first cases identified on this date back in 1981. On this day in 1968, Robert F. Kennedy assassinated at the Ambassador Hotel in California. He was making his own presidential bid for the White House. He was taken down by 24-year-old Palestinian Sirhan Sirhan. On this day in 1956, Elvis Presley performed Hound Dog live on TV for the very first time. It really was quite the uproar because he was swinging his hips all over the place. And that one performance got him the nickname Elvis the Pelvis, and it also really helped that record sale. Hound Dog became his best-selling song with about 10 million copies sold. And now you know. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. Well, as I said, we're focused in on a couple big stories this morning. Of course, the announcement yesterday that World Dairy Expo 2020 will not go forward. We'll talk with Scott Bentley, the general manager of World Dairy Expo Monday, right here on the show. As you can imagine, with uh, nearly 100 countries represented at World Dairy Expo annually, 62,000 people that normally attend, uh, it was logistically almost impossible for the show to go forward. We'll talk more with Scott Bentley about that coming up on Monday. We are also focused in on the details of the $50 million in direct aid headed out to Wisconsin farms, all farms, courtesy of the Federal CARES Act. Governor Tony Evers had earmarked that $50 million uh, because farm groups, farm organizations, commodity groups from across the state had requested that number. Joe Bragger is president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. I talked with him about uh, the unveiling of the details yesterday, and he admits that it is welcome relief for a lot of farm families that are under tremendous stress. I'm feeling very good about that. Uh, from the onset of, of the crisis, the Department of Ag has been uh, hosting uh, weekly stakeholder calls. And uh, when we became aware of the $1.9 billion coming to Wisconsin, um, you know, the, the ag groups got together and they really put a priority on making sure that relief got directly into farmers' hands. Um, we committed to work with the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection to give them the economic impact of the losses, the staggering losses that agriculture has faced in Wisconsin. They asked for those numbers. We provided them, and they're coming back uh, with with some support. Uh, so this is very exciting. Uh, as long as we're on it, we, we better make sure that everyone knows that there's going to be a short turnaround. Uh, and so to be prepared and stay tuned. But I think the way agriculture in Wisconsin came together has been outstanding. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll hear from them, but $50 million when you spread it across all Wisconsin farms, Joe, uh, not necessarily a a real lifesaver, but it can pay an electric bill. It can help out with uh, the feed bill, that type of thing. And we want to remind consumers, we're not out of the woods yet. Just because you're starting to see more things back on grocery store shelves, the pain is still continuing for our Wisconsin farmers. The, the, the COVID crisis could not have come in a worse for agriculture. Um, we, we'd been coming out of, uh, it looked like at the end of the year, we were just cresting that last wave of the storm, uh, and that there were going to be some brighter days ahead after four or five years of, of tough economic times, uh, to be hit with that COVID, with the COVID crisis, uh, right as we were starting the recovery, uh, 
putting us down uh, 35% lower prices. Worst time of years when, when a farmer has the biggest need for dollars to get crops in the ground, to get those things done. This won't make anybody whole, but it might pay that critical light bill. It might help you get through this time. Um, you know, just like I, I guess we talked just earlier about the, the food pantries. Some of our own farmers are being pushed to go to food pantries because times are so dire. Um, we need uh, we need this out there, and it's going to be very welcomed. Joe Bragger, president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. So the $50 million in direct assistance to all Wisconsin farms now getting in gear. Talking more about that with Randy Romanski, our Wisconsin Ag Secretary designee, in just a moment. Hey, I want you to know, if you have not yet gotten your Wisconsin Needs Farmers Yard sign and would like to meet us next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we are going to be at Blaine's Farm and Fleet Locations in Baraboo, Verona, Stoughton Road, Madison, and Janesville to allow you to swing by and pick up your farm yard sign. So keep those dates in mind. I'll have details on times that will be at those locations next week and, as always, at MidwestFarmReport.com. In overnight electronic trade, December corns up a half at 343. November beans up four at 880. July wheats up two and a half, 526 a bushel. Big day on dairy yesterday. Barrel cheese was up six cents at 237. 40 pound block cheese gained two at 252 and a half, while double A butter jumped. 29 cents to 201 and a half per pound. The fluid milk in overnight trade, July is unchanged after gaining 31 cents. It's at 1899 a hundredweight, but August milk is down a penny at 1755 a hundredweights. Like I said, don't forget, we've got more details for you on the $50 million in direct farm assistance to Wisconsin farmers, courtesy of the Federal CARES Act. Randy Romanski, our Wisconsin Ag Secretary designee, will explain some of the details up next. And as always, if uh, you're looking for details, if you want to find websites, if you're trying to figure things out, we try to keep you up to date all the time at MidwestFarmReport.com. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. That's where you'll find more details on our Blaine's Farm and Fleet appearances next week so you can pick up your very own Wisconsin Needs Farmer's Yard sign. Randy Romanski joining us next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When you cool your home with an infinity system from Carrier, you can rest easy knowing that you're providing the right choice and comfort and energy efficiency for your family. With a parts-limited warranty of up to 10 years and SEER ratings of up to 21, Carrier Systems offer reliable solutions to your family's home cooling needs. For greater comfort and peace of mind, turn to the experts at Carrier. Call your local Carrier dealer, Modern Heating and Cooling in Black Earth, or Kirksley Cow Heating and Cooling in Baraboo. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance. 
Keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin's number one farm insurer can protect your dairy operation from unexpected declines in revenue from milk sales. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more or talk to your local agent about how dairy revenue protection can fit into your risk management plan. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You finally get some sense of normalcy. Vitens Golfland has reopened the nine-hole golf course and nine-hole foot golf course. Reservations must be made either online at Vitens.com or by phone, 271-1411. The nine-hole golf and foot golf courses are the only lit courses in the Madison area. Open 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., check out the grill menu, and go home with great food, packaged drinks, and chocolate shop ice cream. Stay healthy and happy with Vitens Golfland. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We are learning more details now on how the $50 million in direct aid from uh, the state of Wisconsin are going to be dispensed to Wisconsin farm families at $50 million announced from Governor Tony Evers a couple weeks back. Wisconsin Ag Secretary Randy Romanski is along with me. And now we're starting to get a few more details. Randy, what do we know as of today? Thanks, Pam. Uh, yes, Governor Evers has made available $50 million in funding for agriculture, and $50 million is the amount that the agricultural organizations had, had requested an assistance. Uh, we've had some really productive discussions with uh, organizations representing farmers and the Department of Revenue and the governor's office. Uh, to set up the program parameters, the timelines, the guidelines, and and uh, we are ready to announce that uh, an application uh, will go live on June 15th for farmers who are going to be applying for that money. The farm groups also came up with some specific guidelines on bottoms and tops, I guess we'd say, as far as the farms applying. Explain that to me, Randy. Yes, during our discussions with the organized farm organizations, uh, the understandable part is uh, there are a lot of farms in Wisconsin. And so uh, we wanted to make sure that dollars were going uh, to uh, as many farmers as possible and, and people who were still farming. And so as a result, by working with uh, or, the farm organizations that were involved, there was a floor and a ceiling set. And so uh, eligible farmers for this funding will be those who have gross income between 35000 and $5 million, uh, based on 2019 tax filings. Excellent. So we have those parameters. Now, as far as the amount of money that farms will receive, have you set any kind of guidelines there, Randy? Once again, working with the organizations and based on the amount of money that was available, uh, eligible farmers will receive between $1,000 and $3,500 in direct aid payments. Again, Wisconsin Ag Secretary Randy Romanski along with us, that $50 million in direct farm aid now getting ready to come down the pipe beginning on June 15th. And for how long, how long Randy, will we have access? Uh, the program that is going to be administered by the Department of Revenue, and it's going to be an online application process. The application period, uh, as you indicated, uh, will, will go live on June 15th, and it will be open for just two weeks. One of the things we heard uh, from organizations and individuals when we were discussing, discussing the, the program and the funding that's available is 
uh, try to get the dollars out as quickly as possible and as uh, as uh, easy to use for the for the farmers as possible. So the the, the application uh, open date is coming soon, but it, the window is going to be tight. So we do encourage people to get prepared uh, to apply for the, apply for the funding, get in early, uh, and uh, and and apply early because the window is 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 going to be available for two weeks. Again, the goal is to get those dollars out to farmers as quickly as possible. And again, remember the application site, the website will not go live until June fifteenth. So don't start looking for it today. It will not be live until June 15th. But the good news about that tight window of application, Randy, is Department of Revenue expects to be able to respond pretty quickly. They do. They, they if we can, if once once the application goes live on the 15th and after the two-week window is closed, uh, the Department of Revenue expects that they will be able to get the payments out in July. Uh, so that is good news. The dollars will get out uh, quickly. The other thing I would mention, Pam, is that uh, I'm sure there will be op- there will be questions that arise. Uh, we'll be sending additional information out with uh, uh, with some background about phone numbers people can call. Uh, obviously, we'll give we'll provide a, a link to the DACAP website uh, for uh, a leap to the application the Department of Revenue is going to have. Uh, we'll make sure that there are um, some question and answer documents available for people who might have questions. Um, and uh, the, the other thing I would mention is that uh, as part of this, there'll be uh, people who uh, there'll be uh, interpreters available in both Spanish and Hmong if people have questions about the application process. So Department of Revenue has been great in trying to work through um, all of the uh, all the possibilities with this, and they are, are they stand ready to be helpful. Excellent. Again, folks, beginning June fifteenth and not before. The application process will begin for all farms in Wisconsin that qualify under the financial parameters that Randy explained will get between $1,000 and $3,500 through this direct farm aid administered through the Department of Revenue. And, of course, we'll keep you posted on all the details, and we'll be talking with Secretary Romanski about those as well. Speaking of details, uh, Secretary, we want to talk a little bit briefly about Alice in Dairyland. That program has suffered some incredible setbacks because of COVID-19. Abigail Martin has been very, very limited on the amount of people she can get out there and obviously reach, and uh, she's also going to be staying on the job a little longer. Can you update us on what uh, is going on with the Alice in Dairyland program and the selection of our 2021 Alice? Uh, thanks, Pam. I appreciate the question. Yes, uh, much like uh, everything else in our world these days, uh, the Allison Dairyland program has been uh, impacted by COVID-19. Um, as a result of, of the onset of COVID-19, uh, we did have to push back the Allison Dairyland finals. They are going to happen, uh, and the uh, the update I can provide you on that is that the, the finals are scheduled for June 19th to 20th, and uh, in order to maintain appropriate social distancing. Those events are going to be live streamed over the Internet for public viewing. Uh, there will also be a live question and answer session on Friday, June 19th, and the finale event on uh, Saturday, June 20th, at which the 73rd Allison Dairyland is going to be selected. Uh, one, of the, one of the things I would say is that uh, we are very fortunate uh, that Abigail Martin did agree to stay on with the department a little bit longer. She's been a great ambassador for agriculture on behalf of uh, 
the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection. Uh, and so she's uh, she stayed on a little bit longer. We appreciate that. Uh, and she's found new and creative ways to do things, much like the Alice final. They're going to be going to a more virtual setting. Uh, Abigail, uh, uh, Alice, uh, uh, our 72nd Alice in Dairyland, is doing more things virtually. And for those who are interested, you know, with June Dairy Month taking on a little bit different look this year uh, because of, you know, what's going on with COVID-19, um, it's important to still commemorate uh, June Dairy Month, and, and Al- Abigail, Allison Dairyland, is going to be uh, hosting a virtual dairy breakfast this Saturday, June 6th. So Alice is still finding a way to promote agriculture, still trying, trying to find a way to promote one of America's Dairyland signature products, so please uh, feel free to join her on Excellent. Saturday, June 6th. Excellent, excellent. And you can find uh, Abigail Martin. All you have to do is go on Facebook, look for Alice in Dairyland, or the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection website, and it's, again, Look for Alice in Dairyland. You'll find the connections there. May I ask, Randy, then, when will our 73rd Alice officially begin her job? I don't have the answer to that. I'm going to say off the top of my head it might be August, but I'm not certain, okay. Pam. I would have to I'll double-check on that. Okay. All right. Well, we'll still be able to watch online uh, the finale event uh, that was originally slated for Walworth County and uh, now is basically going on the World Wide Web. Do I understand correctly, Randy, that Walworth County is going to get a chance to host the 2021 Alice in Dairyland process, providing it it all gets back to what we know as normal? We have had some discussions with how the future schedule is going to be juggled based off of uh, the response to COVID-19, and and we do want to give Walworth County an opportunity to to have its its day in the sun. Uh, So... We're, we're working out some details on that. Excellent. Well, that is exactly what we were looking for, and we got them. Details. Wisconsin Ag Secretary Randy Romanski along with us. So, again, the big announcement, the $50 million in direct farm assistance coming from Wisconsin via those federal dollars that the governor announced a couple weeks back is now going to officially begin the application process on Monday, June 15th, concluding on Friday, June 26th, administered through the Department of Revenue. There's nothing there now, folks, but it will be given. You'll be given more information, more opportunity to visit with people on how to apply as the week unfolds. And remember, from $1,000 to $3,500 given to farms all across the state, all kinds of farms, and all you have to do is qualify uh, based on your 2019 uh, income tax. So we'll Keep you posted on the details. And then again, as we said, June 19th and 20th, the finale for our Alice in Dairyland program when we'll learn the identity of our 73rd. Wisconsin Ag Secretary Randy Romanski with me.